0: All right, welcome to Liquid Lunch. It's Friday. That means Hildegard's here. Hildegard, it's great to be working with you again well, on a Friday. Thank you
1: for having me. I love coming here. Well,
0: thank you for having awesome. me. Awesome.
1: And we're going to have an awesome show today. Yes, we are. We're talking about a variety of things we have. Yeah. We talk music, we will talk about holographic patterning and Whoa. programming.
0: Holographic. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Quantum holographic programming. Then we learn about the Fibonacci sequence jewelry.
0: Whoa.
1: Shungite. um, Shungite, yeah, we learn about that. And um, we start off today, however, with a topic that is very much concerning a lot of parents. Unfortunately, it's autism. Yeah. And our first guest uh, here today is Winifred Walcott life coach, health coach, you are also the author of a beautiful book called Autism Diagnosis, What Now?, and uh, Winifred has made it her goal and purpose now to support others struggling with this challenge. Welcome, thank you so much for having, uh, being here and being with us this morning. As a mother, I had all sorts of issues as well way back then, with uh, some of my children with attention deficit and so on, and I'm very concerned about what's happening to our children. So please tell us your story, what
2: happened. Well, thank you for having me here today, and you're right, autism is very dear to my heart. As a matter of fact, I was involved in corporate for 27 years. I had no idea that my life would turn out this way when I'm now an advocate for health. You see, 20 years ago, I was given the most wonderful gift that you could ever think of. This gift came to me in the form of a beautiful baby boy. I had great dreams for him. The sky was the limit. He was going to be a doctor, a lawyer, A dentist, you name it. You see, as parents, we have all these dreams for our children, not knowing that they're our dreams, not our children's dreams. When he was two years old, I saw these dreams keep crumbling down. He reached all his baby mildwood stone. And then when he reached two years old, I noticed that he started regressing. He wasn't talking anymore. He was just echoing. We took him to several doctors, and we were told that he has ADD, PDD, you name it. Every doctor that we go to, they told us that they know what the problem is, and they could fix it. And we underst we believe them. He was given several medication, some of them make him worse. I remember at one point in time, after giving him medication, I saw him like crawling up the wall. He turned into a total different child. I stopped the medication, cold turkey, took him back to the doctor and told him that there's no way I'm going to continue with this.
1: What medicine was it? Do you remember what it was called in those days?
2: Risperdal. Risperdal.
0: What's that normally used for?
2: Uh, it's, it's one of the psychotic drugs. Wow. Yeah.
0: So but what was really... it
2: supposed to do? Like, what? Sorry. It was supposed to help the autism. It was supposed to help the behavior, the mental problem, what it was at that time.
1: Can you, can you paint a little bit of a picture when you set up until the age of two, everything was fine. He seemed to be progressing like every child. What were the indicators for you that something was off? How did his behavior change?
2: Well, I remember, and this is controversial, but I remember when he got that first vaccination, he screamed as if, I've never heard that scream before. At that time, I had no idea what was happening. But then when he started to regress, uh, he was echolicking. He was repeating things. If you ask him, how was your day? He repeat, how was your day? He couldn't sit still. And then he was in daycare. The daycare teacher tell us we can't deal with it. Then we were told at one point that we have to have him assess because he need one and one by a daycare teacher. At that time, I had no idea what she was talking about. So we booked him into Sick Kids Hospital, and they said to us, "Well." We're going to do testing on him. At the end of six months, they said, take him to Aisling Discovery, and he'll be ready for school. Now, Aisling Discovery is a behavioral school. We complied, and then we took him to the public system the following September. Of course, my husband had to give up his management job, just to be at school with him for that half a day. Then he was IPRC'd. Meaning? Uh, Meaning that every child that has a disability has to go through the assessment board, uh, they turn to district school board, so I R A I P R C I P R C. IPRC. IPRC, okay. Right, in order for them to get the specialized education that okay, they Okay, so
1: this is a school board review of what the child is capable of yes. and
2: what support they would need. What support they need. Mm-hmm. So that was done, and he was placed in a diagnostic class, and that was the best year of his life. The teacher was amazing. You see, a teacher can make you, and a teacher can break you. And that teacher was amazing. Then it was time for him to move on to um, elementary school. That was a disaster. This child has changed over, I would say, eight or more schools in his lifetime.
0: Now, Winnie, I just want to... It's its really uh, interesting to hear you say that, uh, you know, that seemed to coincide, the onset of the autism seemed to coincide with the vaccine. Um, I mean, I know that there's a lot of talk about it. There's that movie that's out that was so controversial, that vaxxed movie, mm-hmm. and people are saying... Not the medical community. The medical community is saying, oh, it's not vaccines. But it seems to me we really need to have a concerted effort to find out what is really causing this epidemic in in autism. I mean you guys were talking before we came on about how the the rates are just going up and up and up and somebody said that I think one in two boys are gonna have autism like within ten years if the trends continue. And it's like if it is vaccines or whatever the cause of it, if it is man made, it's it's a crime against like it's such a crime against people that it's it really needs to be stopped and identified. But here we are today. And you you've gone through this experience, you know, uh, you know, the hard way, and you've written this book here. So, <clears throat> I mean, so many parents are are dealing with this right now, and that's what your book seems to be uh, uh, saying in the title: Aut- Autism Diagnosis. What now? So, you know, so here we are. We're in this situation. We're dealing with it. So what? What? do we do now? What, do, what have you learned through your experience that you put in this book that can give parents and kids some hope that uh, maybe something can, can improve? Are there any treatments that work? Can autism be reversed? What have you learned in this journey of yours?
2: You see, that's a very controversial topic because it hasn't been defined clearly as to what causes autism. Some people said it's the MMR vaccine. Some people said it's the environment. Some people said it's the uh, diet. We're not sure what is causing this pandemic. What I do know is that some individuals are having great results with diet and lifestyle changes. For me, when my child was diagnosed several years ago, My very first words were, what now? What does this mean for my family and myself? Because autism wasn't prevalent at that time. When he was diagnosed, it was one in 150 children that were being diagnosed with autism. Today, it's one in 68.
1: Well, and there's experts like Dr. Sennett from MIT who has looked at the impact of chemicals on disease, and in one of her PowerPoint presentations she gave, she was talking about it way back when, in the 70s, it was like 1 in 10,000 children. So there may be a correlation between the chemicals in our environment and our food, yeah, now you're dealing with a child. And, I mean, I talked to you earlier about ADD, and I had the good fortune of meeting a woman who is now run the Vaccine Choice Canada organization at her best. Mm. After 30 years, I ran into her at the Whole Life Expo way back then. And there's a lot of evidence to show that there is probably correlation. But regardless, what did you do to support your child then? Did you have to change everything in your home environment, your
2: diet? What, what did you do then to help him? At one point, he was kicked out of school for a whole year. And in that process, I put him on a 90 day elimination diet. At the end of 90 days, I have seen a total different child. At one time, he said to me, Mom, the autism is gone. He was nine years old at the time. So, what did you eliminate?
1: What did he eat? Let's, let's get, <laughs> get some timbits for people who have to go to the grocery store, the housewood store, the pharmacy.
0: Did you say what timbits?
1: Well, no, no timbits. <laughs> like timbits of information. <laughs> <laughs> I guess do you want to eliminate
2: those. Yes. Uh, Sugar uh, is a big issue. I had learned about the Dan Protocol. So I took him to this company by the name of Red Pa. Mm -hmm. And I'm not promoting them. I'm just saying what I do. Testing allergies. Very well Exactly. And then I eliminate the gluten, sugar, additives, and the grain, whole grain. Wheat? Wheat. All the white stuff. How about dairy? Dairy was one of them as well. So I had to basically make my own pizza. Mm -hmm. I used different type of flour I use um, uh, vegetarian cheese it wasn't easy because when we're taking him to a party when you get invited Mm -hmm. far and between because when you have a child with autism your friend become fewer and fewer apart because some people think that behaviors are catching So when he did get invited to a birthday party, I'd make his own pizza, and I'd send it to the um, birthday party. But it was a struggle to keep him on that diet. It was very, very expensive. At one point, we almost lost our family home because we had to spend this enormous amount of money looking for care for our child, just Mm -hmm. like any parents would do. So in the process, After that 90 days, he said to us, Mom, the autism is gone. This child was riding his bike unsupervised because he was okay. He would go to the store because we were training him to be efficient. Uh, After he was suspended from school for that one year, we found a private school, and we enrolled him. The first parents' teachers' meeting we had, the teacher said to us, Mrs. Walcott, your child is the best behaved child in the class. What? He is out of school for a whole year and you're telling me my child is the best behaved child in the class? Well, he stayed at that school for three years and then it was time for him to move on to high school. There was the trouble. We tried to get him in another uh, private high school. But at that time, the teacher said, us, said to us that he failed, and he failed miserable. Now, this teacher wasn't discreet. They told us the result before him, and that was the downfall for him.
1: So his self-esteem Went dropped. Down.
2: Yeah. So we ended up letting him repeat that class with the private school that he was in for another year. And everything went down. He started craving all the food that we el- eliminate f- from his diet, the sh- candies, the chips. <clears throat> and we watch our child. Health goes to the ground. It was horrible. It was horrible. He had to leave home. The emergency service were coming to her home on a regular basis. I remember at one time, I got a call from work that my child was in the police station while the caregiver was still at home. I don't know how I got home, but I got home so fast I took a cab, got there, there was a caregiver, went to meet my daughter, she was in law school at the time and we end up going to the police station. What they said to us, you should do something about this child. Because the next cop that comes might not be so lenient because they might not know that he has autism. You see he's at the higher end of the spectrum. And when he sees his peers doing things that he cannot do, he gets upset. Mm-hmm. So my daughter called Children's Aid because all these agencies that we were going to, they were telling us that there was no bed. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no bed? I can buy a bed. (laughs) They said, Mrs. Walcott, it's not the bed. It is the services that are attached to the bed. So my daughter called Children's Aid and told them our story. Children's Aid said, Well, we can't do anything. We have to speak to the mother. So I got the call at work, and I ended up telling them, I don't want to give away my child. I just need to save him because I don't want anything bad to happen to him. They asked us if we could keep him for a week. We said yes while they uh, seek out a placement for him. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So you had I lied to my child. In order to get him to that group home, I told him we were taking him on a vacation. So you had to give him up? We had to give him up because we didn't want him killed. So how old was he then in those days? He had to? 14,
1: 14, Oh, 15. my God. So you leave your teenager in the most critical of years that parents might think... You have to hand them over to
2: somebody else because you feel they do better. But what I learned over time—that everything happened for a reason. You see, had not have I not had this child, I would never have a clue what these poor parents are going through. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I was supposed—you are judged, right? You were saying earlier at the birthday party. Oh no, you inviting him parents already worry that you know, their house is destroyed or he yeah. causes trouble yeah.
2: so after he left home I went on a journey I realized how sick I was I was on three medication for high blood pressure Norvas, Altase and a water pill I went back to school nutrition school that is I learned that I could change my genes. I learned that I didn't have to stay on medication for the rest of my life. I learned that the reason why I have a child that has autism is because there's work out there for me to do. I realize that parents are suffering. I realize that all this knowledge that I gain, I can pass it on to them. Would I change my life? No, because this is a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't gone through it, how can you help others? How could you tell someone, don't worry, it's a special gift, educate yourself. Your child is the most precious gift that you have ever given. Well I I,
0: Well how's he doing now? That was when he was fourteen you had that horrible experience, but he's twenty now. How's he doing?
2: You see, he still have he's still not home. Because after he left home, I was able to educate myself on autism and how I can help others. The most important thing I learned was that self care was very crucial. You the caregiver You have to take care of yourself in order to take care of that child. And it doesn't matter if that child has autism, Down syndrome, or whatever. Self-care is so very crucial. So that's one of the things I tell my parents. Well, and that is a big issue all... Parents
1: have, specifically women. We think we do for other people, but if we don't fill the glass up here, and we are stable and healthy, we cannot give the oxygen mask to somebody else. This is why, in the airline, they did talk about that, right? I talk about this in this book. You talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. But women feel of very guilty doing something for themselves and leaving
2: yes. Yes. nurturing behind. Absolutely, and yes, my son, he's not doing as well as how I'd want him to be because he's not in my care. But now I have all the knowledge and the expertise to help him and I'm hoping that one day, which is in the near future, he will be home where I can practice my skills that I've learned.
0: Well, you know, it's uh, I mean, the teens are usually pretty bad anyways for a lot of teenagers so, you know, it sounded like he went through those teen years and it was uh, just a little worse than it it would be for most kids one of the things uh, I mean you mentioned that diet I mean that diet is probably a good thing for everybody to be on right because uh, you know all that stuff gluten um, the dairy the grains is really something that probably most of us should be um, we should be eating more that we would all be a lot healthier if we did that too so that's something that if you're doing that for your child you, you can also be doing it for yourself um No, but now we're going to have to wrap up. uh, But I want to ask you finally. So, you know, for the parents watching that are dealing perhaps with an autistic child, is there hope, and what kind of hope is there? Can you just, because you've got it in the book, there, right?
2: Yes, there are hopes for the parents who are watching today. I just want to say, don't blame yourself. You did not give your child autism. It's not your fault. Once you get that diagnosis, cry if you must, but pick yourself up. The first thing you need to do is to educate yourself about autism. Because if you don't know what it is, you can't help your child. There's so many people out there that are getting good results with their children. And don't forget to advocate for your child because they can't do it for themselves. Only you can do it. I have a meetup group that I run in Scarborough. It's once per month. And you can email me at info at healthcoachwinnie.com. I-N-F-O at health, H-E-A-L-T-H, C-O-A-C-H, Winnie, W-I-N-N-I-E.com.
0: Okay. And, and the other thing I want to leave people with, besides the fact that they should get the book and, and send you an email and, and just uh, get in contact with you, is that I think that there's a lot of solutions out there. But you need to go looking for them. You need to get on Google and go looking for them. I mean, we just had Dr. Naram here last Mm -hmm. week, an Ayurvedic doctor from India, and he was talking about dealing with uh, some severely autistic kids and having great results. So there's lots of stuff out there, but people need to take it take the responsibility, I think, to go out and, and find those solutions. I I
2: think think, ed- education is the key.
1: As a community, we have yeah. to stand up and say, what well, is this our food?
0: But we got to find out what the problem is. You know, get and if these chemicals we can do, out we gotta of our stop food. food.
1: Properly glycol, paraben, sugar, sulfate, all of that stuff. <laughs> get it out of our food. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks
2: Absolutely. so much
1: for being here. Much success. Look forward to having you again. Thank you for having me. maybe there is another book coming that tells us the story of your son. I don't
2: know. It probably has. Well, I keep (laughs) visioning. Thank you so much for having me today. We'll connect soon. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Please stay with us. We will be back shortly. Thank you. friends can only handle so much fear they have a breaking point when adrenaline takes over and they're not just afraid they're petrified halloween haunt at king's dominion will push you to the limits of fear come select nights through october 28th for night rides demented creatures and terror you've never felt before fear is waiting
0: for you save up to 30 dollars on tickets at KingsDominion.com.